Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to a special alligator hunting episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. Those sounds you were just listening to are the mating bellows of an American alligator, which is pretty cool. Sounds a lot like a lion roaring. You guys ought to go to YouTube and check that out. There's videos of that on there, and you need to watch and listen in order to appreciate the experience. As most of you know, I drew a tag this year after applying for about eight years for an alligator tag in southwest Alabama. And although we had plenty of opportunities to harvest a gator, I wanted to kill a big gator and ended up not killing one at all. Despite not killing a gator, the whole process of the hunt is truly an adventure. And on last week's episode, I promised you an alligator hunting story for this week. Well, since I didn't kill an alligator, I don't have an alligator hunting story for you. I actually do have stories, but I thought that you might want to hear a story of a kill. And so if you guys have seen any of the news stories on USA Today or any of the online stories or if you've read any of the stories on Facebook or Twitter there was a monster alligator killed this year and I happen to know one of the guys that was on the team that killed that alligator and so I've got this week an interview with Jeff Gregg who lives in Birmingham and I got Jeff on to share his story of the alligator hunt where he and his team harvested this huge gator. But before I get into the interview, I want to describe to you a little bit of the process of alligator hunting and how all this comes about in Alabama because every state is different. And in Alabama, we actually put in for a lottery in one or more alligator hunting zones. All of the zones are in South Alabama and there are four zones. There's a Southwest zone, there is a West Central zone, there is a Southeast zone, and there's a Eufaula zone or Lake Eufaula zone. You can draw a tag for no more than one zone in any given year. If you draw a tag for two zones, then you have to choose the one zone that you want to hunt in. When you draw a tag, must attend an alligator hunting class for that zone. It's a two-hour class, but you have to attend that class in order to receive your alligator tag, or the state won't give it to you. They'll issue it to one of the alternates. Once you attend that class and you get your tag, you're ready to go hunting. There's only one zone in Alabama that has a size limit on alligators, and that's the Eufaula zone, and that is where today's guest hunted was in that zone so he had to kill an alligator that was eight feet or larger in order to be legal. The Eufaula zone also has a season that runs until October the 5th and you can hunt day and night there. All of the other zones have shorter seasons and the southwest zone where I hunted only has a six-day season and it runs from 8 p.m. until 6 a.m. so you can only hunt at night there. So you can see Knowing the laws and the regulations is extremely important, and that's a lot of what you learn in that two-hour class, is that they want you to stay legal. They don't want to be writing tickets. They do it every year because people screw up, but they don't want to write tickets, and they stress that in the class. Now, let's talk a little bit about hunting and harvesting gators. Hunting and harvesting a gator in Alabama is much different than what you see on the TV on a show like Swamp People. 
First, it's illegal to use bait in Alabama. You have to get a line or a rope in or around the alligator. And there are a few ways that you can legally do that. One, you can use a rod and reel with a snatch hook tied on the end. And that's probably the most common way that people get a line in a gator. And when I'm saying a snatch hook, I'm talking a 14 to 20 aught treble hook. These are big hooks. A 14 aught hook, which is what I used, will basically fit perfectly in the palm of your hand. It's that big. And you tie that on the, the end of your line. Preferably you want to use 125 or 150 pound test line. You can even go larger than that and you use braided line because it's much tougher with a smaller diameter than monofilament. And you want to use a big heavy weight as well. Something like a two ounce weight so that you can cast it a long way and once it hits the water it will sink quickly. You want it to sink very quickly over the top of that alligator so that you can reel up and get a hook in the side of the gator. Another way you can legally get a line in a gator is either with a bow or a crossbow and using a bow fishing rig attached to the bow. Now the fishing line in that bow fishing rig has to be attached to the bow which means that you better be prepared to hang on when that alligator decides to make a run. You could also use a snatch hook tied on the end of a piece of rope that you throw by hand. You got to be pretty good to do it that way. Probably takes a lot of practice unless you're a cowboy and used to throwing lassos around animals where you might be pretty accurate with that. But the end of that rope has to be attached to the boat. So what you do is just cast over the area where the alligator is, let that snatch hook sink down to the bottom, pull until you feel some resistance, and then set the hook with the rope and hold on tight. Another thing that you could do is to get a harpoon and get a harpoon point in that gator with the end of that line attached to the harpoon point attached to your boat. So the rope on your harpoon has to be attached to your boat as well. Usually the last way somebody's going to get a line around a gator or on a gator is by using a noose. And you might want to use a 8 or 10 foot pole with a noose attached to the end and one end of that rope from the noose will come back and be attached to your boat. And once you get that noose around the neck or leg of that alligator, you get that rope cinched down tight, you pretty well have that gator. You're not going to stand much of a chance of losing that gator at that point. Now, once you get a line in or on the gator, you're going to want to get as many more lines in or on him as you can at least one more. So if you're using a rod and reel and you cast over him, you want to be sure that you've got another rod and reel with a hook on it and a weight on it ready to cast out and get that hook in that alligator as well. That gator will throw a hook very easily, but if you can get two hooks in him and have two people fighting that alligator to pull him up off the bottom or pull him up close to the boat so that you can get a harpoon in him, then you stand a much better chance of harvesting that gator. Now if you can get four or five lines on a gator, you're pretty well going to harvest that gator if you want to at that point. And for most people, the final line, as I mentioned, that they get on that gator is the noose. So they'll either get a bow or crossbow point in that gator or have a rod and reel with a snatch hook and get that in the gator, get the gator up to the boat, and then they're usually going to hit him with a harpoon just to get another line in the gator. They're going to pull the gator back up to the boat because the gator is going to run after you hit it with a harpoon. They're going to get the gator back up to the boat and then get a noose around that gator's neck. You cannot harvest an alligator in the state of Alabama without having a noose around the alligator's neck or one of the legs. 
once you've got that noose around him, you pretty well have your alligator. You can then pull him up to the boat, and once you have him boat side, then you can dispatch the gator. Now dispatching the gator is usually done with a shotgun with number four or smaller shot or a bang stick in a 38 caliber or larger. And for those of you guys who don't know what a bang stick is, go on over to Google and Google the word bang stick, B-A-N-G-S-T-I-C-K. Okay, once you've dispatched the gator, from there you want to pit the alligator with a fixed blade knife to make sure that the spinal cord is severed on the alligator. You want to stick that blade down in the hole that you shot with the gun and you want to move that blade back and forth in there and make sure that you get in the gap in the spinal column between the vertebrae and you want to sever that spinal cord and make sure you get that really good. It's also a good idea to cut the two major arteries on either side of the spinal cord so that you can be sure that that alligator is done for. We don't want an animal suffering, so that's very important. Okay, once you've pitted the gator, then you want to tape the gator's mouth with electrical tape. And you just hold the alligator's mouth shut and you run electrical tape around the gator's mouth about five or six times, cut the electrical tape, then you drag the gator in the boat. Once you get the gator in the boat, you want to put your alligator tag on his tail and you take him to a check station. Now, most zones have a check station to bring the alligator in, but the Uvala zone, again, where our guest hunted, does not have a check station. And at the check station, they do just what you would think they do. They measure the alligator, they weigh the alligator, they take tissue samples to make sure the alligator is healthy, and they run other tests and take other measurements of the alligators as well once they're in that check station. Now, alligator hunting is pretty interesting because you can have a team of people on your boat. Only one person on that boat has to have a tag. And the person that has the tag does not have to be the one who dispatches the gator. But somebody on that boat has to have a valid tag in their possession. Everyone on that boat must have a valid hunting license. So, now that you kind of know a little bit about how alligator hunting in Alabama is done, I want you guys to hear the story of this very large alligator. What could possibly be a record-breaking alligator for the Lake Eufaula area. It is a monster, and it's a pretty cool story. So, enjoy that, and I will see you guys on the other side. Okay, so you guys know that... I drew a tag for the state of Alabama's alligator hunt, and I told you on last week's show that I was going to have an alligator hunt story for you for this week's show, that I was going to kill an alligator this past weekend. Well, actually, I've got an alligator story for you, but it is not my alligator story. I don't have an alligator kill story for you guys, but a friend of mine named Jeff Gregg and his son, Justin, do have an alligator story. And I've got Justin and Jeff on the line this evening, and they are going to share the story of what turned out to be a very unique and what's the word that I'm looking for to describe the hunt, Jeff, as far as the attention that you've gotten. It's been a very... I think, I mean, really the word that people understand is it has went viral. True. It turned out to be a very viral experience. But it, it, and the, it's the alligator that won't die. There you go. Well, tell us a little bit about the story. This was not your first time to hunt alligators. No, about 
five years ago, uh, my friend Scott Evans told me that they were Alabama was uh, basically uh, uh, selling a lottery to basically hunt an alligator. So I put in uh, that year, and I received my first tag to go alligator hunting. Where you know we we harvested an eleven foot that year. Very you know very little work. One night out in the boat. The next year. I got a I, I got a tag and it, we basically worked a whole lot harder a full weekend and then went back for a for our fourth day the next week and got just a legal gator down in the Mobile Delta and then the, we skipped a year and then we went back last year and we hunted three days straight down in the Delta and the best we could come up with was a right at a nine foot alligator well. Mm-hmm. This year, my friend Scott Evans, he got a tag so down in Eupaula, and so he he had me and my son, Justin, uh, basically uh, suit up with him and go down for a Eupaula zone hunt on August 14th. And so, you know, as everybody knows, you have to go down. When you get a, a tag down in Eupaula, you have to go to the school every year. Right. So we went down, and I listened to, you know, pretty much the same thing that they had told us at the the, the Delta hunt. But, you know, they, they brought in the Georgia State Police, which is basically Marine Police, and told us that if they caught us in Georgia water, they were going to, you know, they, all this uh, stuff that they were going to do. And then the, the Eufaula, the, the protected zone in Eufaula, which is basically the, uh, with the, where you can hunt. Also, they come in and said, you can't be into the refuge and hunt an alligator. We'll get you. You pretty much are just telling you all the ways they're going to give you a ticket. Well, it kind of scared, right. scared me and Scott. So we immediately started thinking we needed to find us a, a boat captain that knew how to navigate Eufaula. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we we luckily we located a local guide that could guarantee us to stay in the legal water and stay out of Georgia, so we could do our alligator hunt. And so, Justin, we all load load up, and we're thinking we're going to get to watch the meteor shower that was right. going on that night. So we all lay back on the boat as we're driving through the water, and we know more in the water. Thirty minutes, we see our first alligator, and it was a it was about a six or seven footer, and we just passed on by and. A little bit farther down the river, we see a little four-footer and not even our third alligator. Then about a mile past our first alligator, we see some pretty good, respectable lights. So we hone in on it. We cast out on this alligator and hook it. And it turns out to be a monster. We don't know how big, but it, it thrashed around and threw our hook. So we uh, basically pursued it for about 75 yards in a chase, casting out over it, missing it a time or two. And then finally, we sink the hook. And basically, the alligator goes down in nine and a half foot of water. And I'm basically manning the, the fishing pole. And it, it's it's basically bent as much as an ugly stick could bend without you thinking it's fixing a break in your face. Right. So the, the boat captain's telling Scott to get the harpoon ready. And we drop a, a big three-pronged uh, hook in the water with a 1,000-pound rope on it tied to the side of the boat. And we're just going to basically hook him and pull him up. Well, we hooked him, and we didn't pull him up. So we realized that we were, uh, we were uh, dealing with a behemoth. And not knowing exactly how big, but eventually, as, the harder we pulled, we finally got the tail to come up to the surface of the water, being that the water was only nine and a half foot deep. 
the alligator probably was still firmly planted with his head and his legs down in the mud on the bottom. Well, I grab a hold of the tail, and me and Justin go to pulling on the tail to try to get it to where we could harpoon him. We've already harpooned him three times in the tail, so we was trying to get him up around the throat so that we could really get him anchored up alongside the boat to distract him. And mm-hmm. I pull, and I'm standing straight up, and I ain't seen a rear leg yet. So I'm thinking in my mind, well, this alligator don't even have rear legs. Well, unbeknownst to me, the, the, the gator was so long that his rear leg still wasn't even coming close to being out of the water. But uh, as soon as we, uh, as soon as he pulled up and we harpooned him in the neck, we knew that we had more than just like a 12-foot alligator. This alligator was uh, massive in the center. I'm a 300-pound man, and this thing was way bigger around than I was in the middle. And so uh, we we all all wore out from that epic battle. So we sat down, and we're we're taking our breath because the alligator's firmly harpooned to the side of the boat. And we call the uh, conservation officers, and they basically get in their boat. And it takes them about 15 minutes to get out to us. And... So they, you know, pretty much what we were looking at was making sure we verified that we were in legal water and there would be no concert. People wouldn't be speculating that we got this alligator up in the refuge. So right. we go to get it up, the head up on the boat. We, we basically put basically electrical tape around its mouth and its eyes. And then we put a uh, rope around its waist so we can pull it up in the boat. And the br- only thing we brought to kill it was a five-inch knife. We, we, we kind of second thought. We might have should have brought a gun with us, but you know, we uh, we brought us a, a knife. Actually, I had two knives. One was three inch blade, and the other one was five inch. So we were going to allow Justin to basically do the job. But then we decided that because the alligator was so big, we needed to put a, a, a heavy man behind it. And the guy, because I was holding the alligator up on the side of the boat, the boat captain basically jumped in there, and we were able to dispatch the animal with with pretty good ease. I attempted to start pulling him up. I could get him up to his leg, front leg, but there was just no way I could pull his massive stomach over the edge. So Scott, yeah. Mike, Justin were pulling with everything we've got. And so we had to ask the, the conservation officers to jump off of their boat into our boat and start pulling. And one of them was kind of lifting up with his feet on the tail, and the other one was uh, uh, grabbed a hold of the rope along with me. And we were I would think that, he was probably 250, Scott's 250, I'm 300, Mike's a good 225, and Justin's 150 pounds. And we was pulling for everything we could, and we finally got his rear legs up into the boat and just circled his tail up on the boat. And this, that, you know, that, that pretty much that was the hardest part of the whole ordeal. Everybody's wore out and we're basically sore. And so uh, we start our journey back to the to the boat launch, and we have basically the head of the alligator hanging off one side of the boat and about three foot of its tail hanging off the other side of the boat. And that, you know, is a, and it was dragging. So water was just spraying back on all of us. We were getting soaking wet and we had probably 30 minutes worth of boat ride back to the, the, the dock. So right. we we get up the boat on the, on the uh, trailer. We're driving down the road and the alligator decides to, the head was so heavy, it starts sliding off the other side. 
and Justin looks back there, and the alligator's halfway fixing to jump into a road. The guy on a motorcycle, they come flying around us, hooping and hollering, and the uh, alligator is, because we had it tied and harpooned so much onto the cleat of the boat, it wasn't going to fall all the way off, but, you know, it was a pretty... Uh, uh, awesome sight for the motorcyclists to see this alligator what looked like it was crawling off the side of the boat fixing to hit the road so uh, yeah we had to pull it over and we all had to get out and manhandle it back on the back up on the boat and yeah. uh, you know that that was that was probably the uh, the easiest alligator that we you know ever got the last year we we spent three days of the the heart when you're driving up and down the river looking for an alligator for three days straight from dark until it gets daylight in the morning you're delirious and so we were still fresh by the time we get back to the uh, back to our we were staying at a bed and breakfast down in uh, Eufaula so we basically uh, uh, get back in there and really didn't think a whole didn't but we knew it was big we we put a measuring tape to it and we you know, realized it was uh longer than 13 foot and then the guy that kind of knew what he was doing when he was measuring it he said no this alligator's 13.5 or 13.6 and Eupal doesn't have a waste station so that you know with the, the Alabama wildlife and freshwater fisheries allows us 10 days to get all the information before we turn it in and, you know, every other zone has a waste station that takes all that documented information. Well, we're, because we're from Birmingham, we drive back to Birmingham with an alligator and a walk-in cooler down there, and we're calling in every favor we can to get somebody down there with a track hoe to lift the alligator up out of the freezer and put it on a trailer and find anybody that would have the ability to weigh this alligator. And finally, we were able to find Dixie Lumber Company that volunteered that they would allow us to take the alligator in there and they weighed everything and they had a their mathematics they reduced the, the trailer they reduced the chains that we were using and came up with 920 pounds uh which isn't the biggest alligator in alabama but it's mine and justin and scott's trophy alligator and i think that this what i say earlier when i said this alligator would never die the stories about this alligator have gotten bigger and bigger over the past two weeks to the point where it's really not even mine and Justin's story anymore. It seems like AL.com and some of the other news venues have wanted to say it's record-breaking for you followers, the second heaviest alligator. Well, you know, none of that really matters to, to me and Justin and Scott. I mean, we're interested in getting a large alligator. But the thing was, is it was just by luck that we lucked up that it was a 13-foot, 6-inch. And... You know, all you see when you're out there looking for it is two sets of eyes. This alligator could have been 10 foot long or it could have been 15 foot long. But, you know, for my son being 15 years old in this boat, pretty much, what you know, he's to the age that, you know, I'm, I just don't uh, seem to be able to do anything right anymore with, in his eyes. And we basically manhandled this alligator into the boat. I, you know, I think I was raised up to basically superhero status for a small fleeting moment with my son because it, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, when you see that alligator slamming its mouth shut near the side of the boat and trying to bite the uh, trolling motor on the side of the boat, and he would have bitten one of us if he, if he could have just put his eyes on us pretty good. So, I mean, right. you know, we, we, we really enjoyed it. And I think that, you know, having the experience with my son and meeting new friends, because this, this whole adventure, since we started trying to get this alligator weighed, we've had to talk to 
basically conservation officers. We've had to deal with a, a guy that owned a backhoe. We had to deal with a guy with a big trailer. We had to, you know, we, we got down to the lumber yard and we pretty much shut that thing down with everybody having to come out and look at the alligator in the trailer. So we, you know, right. we, it, it's been a very good, humbling experience that we were able to get out there and, and you know, and enjoy the bounties that Ufala has to offer. And the people, when you know, all the comments on Facebook, the people who live in Ufala were glad to see this alligator go because they can't even go swimming down there uh, safely in some areas of the lake. So uh, we've really been... uh, been blessed and uh, people ask us where we came up with all of our equipment because we you know we did gear up to where we could get this uh, equipment we went on the uh, website called ratworks and they basically right. sell a whole line of alligator capturing equipment and you know we you know to have the right equipment basically made this hunt go basically seamless so we, we were we were glad we were able to find you know we, we went online found these generic tools but whenever you get to where somebody knew what they were talking about and we told him we wanted a big alligator he made sure we had the big alligator equipment so we were pleased to be able to do that uh and you know i know justin has his own little little bit of story but i don't uh, is there any questions you got for us today you know what was the size of the boat that you were in man we were in just a regular fishing boat it basically had uh which i think probably what is that about an 18 or 19 foot fishing yeah. boat and eight feet wide and it was eight feet wide okay so i mean All you right. know you stand up on the front of it and cast out well that's where we did the battling was up on the uh the point to yeah. do this and justin from start to finish how long did the hunt take well, we put in at 10 o'clock, and, and we were uh, we were with the alligator alongside of the boat shortly after 11 o'clock. So, I mean, it was, uh, okay. it, you know, I, my 11-foot alligator took, but it was in a lot deeper water. Uh, it took us almost two hours just to get the alligator up to where we could uh, get it pulled up alongside the boat. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. I went out with the goal of trying to kill a gator between 10 and 12 feet, and as the hunt wears on and you see how smart these alligators are, the big ones are, you gain a new respect for them because being in the south, if you go south and you go into areas where alligators live, if you like to hunt or fish, you're, you're going to run across alligators, and they don't just don't seem to be very smart. The big ones are extremely wary and extremely smart, and... You're talking about an animal. I'm not educated on aging alligators by size or by weight, but I'm going to tell you that that alligator is several decades old. Yeah, well, the, the conservation officer said at least 60 years old, but we, we were supposed to get the femur bone back when we had the uh, meat dressed out. But mm-hmm. because of the, the, the time that we got it and the time that we finally got the, the, the animal uh, to the point where we could get it dressed out, I think the guy forgot to, to actually harvest the the femur bone for us. I was gonna, we were gonna do a cross section on that and let a couple of people who knew how to basically age them off of the femur bone give us a better idea. But you know, once it once we got 230 pounds of meat, I'm talking clean off of this alligator with no no silver meat or no dark meat. I mean, this is a this is the stuff that the restaurants want we got off this alligator. So we, we, right. we're fortunate. We're probably going to have a big uh, fish fish fry or a gator fry 
here pretty soon, and you just don't realize, I mean, with big alligators, I thought this alligator would go to the bottom and stay down for an hour, but that wasn't necessarily the case. He came up to the surface pretty quick after we started putting a battle in on him, and that if an alligator would just turn and go towards the shore and get up in uh, get up on land you'd lose them you could you can't battle them on land but they right. when it, because they're because they swim they swim right to the bottom and that ultimately is where we're able to to take advantage of them not fleeing from the situation yeah and it really is a hunt that you go out with these guys whether they're friends or their family and you're able to enjoy it it's a team activity it oh, takes yeah, it's a definitely team the camaraderie is uh every other style of hunting that i know of uh, i mean i've realized people go multi-person in dove hunting but it's actually a singular sport you don't go climbing a deer stand with your buddy and care you know basically carry on a conversation throughout the, the day or the night because you know you don't have any luck and i will tell you i don't believe anybody not one single person by themselves could have have handled this alligator. In other words, this alligator would have probably drug them off in the water and uh, drowned them. I believe that from what you're saying. You're talking a 920-pound alligator is a lot of muscle, pure muscle. I mean, they're unbelievably strong. I don't believe there's a human being around that would have stood a chance alone with that alligator. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. It was definitely a team effort. I mean, you know, really hiring that guy was probably one of the best things we ever did. I mean, we had went, you know, last year we went at it all by ourselves. And the Mm -hmm. years before, we had other people that had alligator hunted down in the Delta. So they kind of had their little secret spots. But, you know, none of it really panned out. But the thing is, is having a guy who knew the lake and knew those little nooks and crannies where the big alligators like to hang out was well worth what we were what we were doing right justin that's your first time to go alligator hunting is that correct yes sir what was your thought when that alligator came to the top of the water it was really incredible i can imagine and you never in your wildest dream thought that it was going to be anything like it was did you no sir i, I was thinking that we were going to get a big one but not this big so we fucked up and got one yeah what do you think about the attention that you guys are getting oh well, i guess i guess that's just what happens when you catch 13-foot gator. <laughs> uh, you're learning that's that's what happens when you catch a 13-foot gator, aren't you? <laughs> well, he doesn't realize that this year out of the uh, Alabama River, they caught a, a little, a much bigger 14-foot alligator, probably 14-foot 5 and a half inches, if I'm not mistaken, and they also caught an alligator that was 901 pounds that I'm not real sure about the length, but I think it was, it, it was also longer than our alligator. They just, neither one of them were quite as heavy, but you know, that with Alabama has got some huge alligators. And, you know, I know that our alligator isn't the biggest, but it was definitely the, uh, so far to date, to me, this is the funnest. Oh, I can imagine. And I think a lot of people really, you know, with all the going viral and every newspaper and every uh, uh, talking head basically having to mention it on the news, it makes it surreal. And, you know, how are you going to next time you take him on an adventure? (laughs) You've got your work cut out for you to outdo that. Yes, I do. (laughs) 
Well, thank you guys for coming on this evening and talking about the hunt with us. The experience of just being out there is really something else. And if anybody listening to the show ever gets an opportunity, whether it's in Alabama or Florida or Louisiana or Mississippi, South Carolina or Georgia, wherever it happens to be, if you get the opportunity to do it, do it. You will thoroughly enjoy it. It is an adventure from start to finish. And I hope that Everybody that tries it gets a 13 and a half foot gator and has as much fun doing it as Jeff and Justin and Scott did. And thank you guys for coming on the show. And I wish you a lot of luck with all your other media stuff that you have going on. And just, you know how to handle those antis. Just ignore them and they'll go away. Yes, they will. Don't worry about any of that. But thanks a bunch, Jeff. And thank you for, it's been good getting to know you over the past, I guess, two or three years and yeah, I can tell everybody that killing a 13 and a half foot gator couldn't have happened to, to anybody any nicer. So I'm yeah, glad to see that. you in the pictures with that. So. Oh, yeah. But well, you guys we'll have a great night. Y'all are headed to the news station next. So yes. y'all enjoy that experience, Justin. That's a lot of fun. So enjoy your 15 minutes of fame, buddy. You too. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. We'll see you. All right. Goodbye. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I really wanted to get Jeff on and let him tell that story because just what he said this alligator has gone viral and the story actually made it in usa today and a lot of the headlines are just attention grabbing headlines we don't know that the alligator is the record for the eufaula area just yet it is a big alligator and the weight of the alligator is truly something that is impressive so i hope you guys enjoyed it but thank you guys for tuning in to this as i mentioned Alligator hunting is a lot of fun. If you have the opportunity to do it, then jump all over that. Enjoy the experience. And I think once you do it, it'll kind of get in your blood a little bit and you'll want to do it again and again. If you want to learn a little bit more about alligator hunting, tune in to the Hunt Fish Travel podcast with Carrie Z this week because I did about an hour and a half long interview with Carrie and Rachel. We had a lot of fun. And I think you'll enjoy the show and probably learn a little bit more about alligator hunting in Alabama as well. So check that out. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another great episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast where we will be talking about turkeys and not alligators. So have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Goodbye.